0: ladies and gentlemen welcome to the second floor my name is omid i am your co-host we don't have kenny today we have a special guest today we have troy meyer troy thanks man for coming on the show all right man Uh, thank you
1: this is the sign for thank you so thank you for having me on boss
0: thanks um troy i just want to get into your story man i think it's super super sweet i think where you're going and where you're at is kind of it's kind of awesome. So I would love for you to kind of give our guests um, what kind of a brief little little bio on who you are and uh, what you're doing. All right, man. Yeah. Well,
1: like you said, my name's Troy. Um, where to begin? So Start beginning. So I was like five or six, um, diagnosed with, I guess, hard of hearing, hearing loss at a young age. Yeah. Remember living in Kamloops. Uh, lived in. Sorry. The, the, uh, grew up in a military family, started there actually. Moved around a lot, lived in Kamloops. My mom said something was kind of off. Like wasn't, I wasn't—I don't know what it was, but something was, wasn't clicking for her. As a typical mom, you know, get that get that emotion from your kids. So took in, took me in. I ended up going to like a padded room, and they're like, "Yeah." So at the end of it, they're like, "Troy's got hearing loss." And bring up to date right now, it's progressive. I wear two hearing aids, and it's kind of strange because people that see me with hearing aids think I'm deaf, but to the guys. That um, I play basketball with, I'm not deaf, so I'm stuck in that gray area where I don't know where I belong. Still, mm-hmm. so but we'll get to that. So that's basically where I'm at right now. And then, yeah, as, as life goes on, I'm kind of figuring out who I am, exploring this whole weird journey of playing, being a dad, getting a job. You know, becoming a new athlete again is my big my big three right now, it's it's scary to me.
0: Yeah, no, and I want to get into that because. Uh, a lot of people don't know we played we played ball for many, many years together, yeah, a long time, yeah, very long time and uh, and to be honest, I had uh, for a long time, I didn't know that you had hearing loss. you just you just seemed normal to me, and like you said, like when you're playing ball with the guys, they don't really like know, and you're just kind of doing your thing,
1: so, yeah, so I'll tell you even a better secret. yeah, I had a hearing aid in high school. My mom would make me wear it as mm. soon as I got to school, that shit was in my locker. Never wore it. Really? Yeah. No one No one really knew I had hearing aids. No yeah. one really knew I had hearing loss. Yeah, yeah. So everyone, like, my te- some of the teachers knew, but they didn't care, to mm. be honest with you. Like, yeah. It was. It's like, I laugh about it now, but I'm like, man, maybe I should have wore them and, like, actually pay attention in class and I wouldn't be where I am today. I might be a little further in life. Yeah. But, yeah, like, there's a lot of people who didn't know that I wore hearing aids. Yeah. 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 And, and,
0: and playing ball, how did that kind of affect... How did that affect you personally and, and, and kind of mentally, just being having hearing loss and no and kind of being almost ash- you know almost ashamed of having because obviously you wanted to hide it.
1: Uh, it didn't affect me because I didn't care. No? Okay. I was so I was I was athletic. Yeah, I could dunk a ball. What's more cool than like dunking a basketball to most guys? And I was like, okay, that dude can dunk. Like, let him be. Yeah. So it never really bothered me.
2: Yeah.
1: Wasn't until about, I would say about twenty fourteen twenty fifteen my hearing loss started kind of getting the best of me I started like speaking up. my wife my mom my dad were like hey turn on the TV hey why are you yelling at me and I was just like no I'm not yelling I just and I was like oh crap okay so as of, like 2016 I went in I was like yeah I got one hearing aid that's and I barely wear it and stuff and then so go back into that same room that I like been in and out of as a as a kid they come out and I'm like alright like I just need one I'm good she goes, no, you need two, Troy. And I'm like, man, okay, cool. Can I get, like, the little one that goes inside your ears? She goes, uh, your hearing loss is, we think we do better with these ones once it goes over the year. Yeah. And I was like, man, okay, all right. At the time, my wife was pregnant. And I was like, oh, man, like, this is such a headache and stuff. And I don't want to be labeled as, as special. Yeah. Because growing up, I was also labeled as special ed kid. mm Yeah. I was just very ashamed of that because I was like, man, I just want to be a cool kid. Growing yeah. up, I want to be a regular person. Yeah. Nah, Troy, you go to the special ed programs. So my whole life, I had a label, maybe not to my peers or to my friend, uh, to my family. Yeah. But to the outside world, oh, he's got this. He's lazy. He can't do this. So and I, like growing up, never was never ashamed of that. Yeah. So back to the whole thing, man. It was like it was strange when like I actually had to wear my hearing aids, and then one game, I remember. Like, just thinking myself, like, I was able to, like, you know, the zone you get in, like, the Kobe zone, they say. Mm. I'm in that zone all the time because I don't hear the crowd yelling. I don't hear certain volume noises because, I like, get so focused on one thing. And that's all I concentrate on. Yeah. So, it's really weird to say that, to say, like, I'm a special athlete and stuff. But, like, t- to me, I don't think so.
2: Yeah.
1: And also, when people, like, uh, a couple years, was it last summer, spring, or the, one of the seasons, I wore my hearing aids during the game someone just came at me and called me and goes you deaf motherfucker you ain't guarding me tonight and I was like okay it's on oh wow it's on That's... you just made that personal yeah yeah I scored 30 he scored one oh wow yeah like That's... <laughs> yeah don't yeah. I don't like that just like really makes me mad mm. especially when people like call out handicap people or people with like disabilities and stuff because I'm just like and then like because people don't see my hearing aids or they don't recognize me with them yeah and they're like oh look at that guy I'm like Dude, come on, man. Like, I'm deaf. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
0: So does that, so we had, a couple weeks ago, we had Bean Gill on the show. Mm -hmm. And she's paralyzed. She's paraplegic Mm -hmm. uh, from from the waist down. And we asked her, um, you know, when her first couple years of, you know, being paralyzed. And she said everything would bog, like, at the time, it, it would really bother her. When someone was like, oh, what did you do to your legs? Like really, really arrogant, like really, really, you know, like asking questions that offend or just say statements that would offend her. Um, She's had it for about six or seven years now and she's, she's completely changed her life and she's, it doesn't bother her as much. Now does, when someone says a statement like that or someone talks to you in a way where maybe they ask you a question about your, your hearing, your hearing loss, does it, offend you as much like does it offend you it or- never offended me man it nope. never
1: offended me because growing up you know in the IOP programs at the time like a lot of people say oh idiot's on patrol you just you're just a dumb motherfucker yeah and I was just I grew a hard shell, man like yeah. oh, okay whatever like I laugh it off I'm like alright whatever man I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna do something that you guys will never be able to do right yeah so I became an athlete and I wasn't the best athlete at the time yeah and then growing up all of a sudden I became six foot two. this gangly guy, like I had no control over a body, man. Yeah. And then I went to the States. My parents put me through, through a basketball camp to the States. Got my ass whooped, man, for three whole weeks. <laughs> it was just like a bunch of like, these dudes were better than me yeah. at everything. Yeah. So I came back and then I like started grinding. And That was the first time that I was like, man, the struggle was worth it. Mm. And I was like, I don't care what people say, man. I literally just got my ass whooped for three whole weeks yeah. to get to where I'm at. Like, I'm not gonna let your comments bother me, and if you are, yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah, and you, it sounds like you're using more of it as motivation, like, kind of turning that kind of as, like, yeah, kind of like, well, I'm gonna show that I'm yeah better than this. And,
1: and it was just yeah. like, so, like, in grade 10, I was like in, in a special program. Yeah, I went to the principal's office and said, Hey, I want to take one class. If so I pass that class, can I kind of switch out of that program? And he says, Try and make your deal. You get 65, you, put, you can go in the regular program. I was like, okay, cool, it's on. So I got 70 that year, and that's when uh, Don Phillips was my social teacher. Yeah. So I had two goals, right? I wanted to make the senior team, show him what I could do, yeah. and get out of the special ed program. Yeah. So that was like, it was like, that was like a motivational, like, three, four months out of my life. Like, yeah. I like, I remember studying. I never studied. I remember studying for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No,
0: that's awesome, man. So, um, how did ball kind of playing a part into this did like you said you kind of got into that kobe zone and i know that zone where you just kind of like zone out everything the crowd and everyone you kind of get into the zone so did your hearing loss help you actually play better or yes yeah yeah. yes and no
1: okay so i'll take you to what I did last, uh, what was it, two weekends or last weekend? Whatever, it doesn't matter. So I played in the Sound Voice tournament, part of uh, Team Canada. So yeah. played in a tournament, completely deaf guys. There's some hard-hearing guys, but mostly deaf. Quiet. I will say I've never heard that quiet a place because everyone's signing. You might hear occasional, like, someone like, because they never heard themselves. They'll be like, uh, ah, uh, ah, yeah. ah, for the yeah. ball. And that's that's because they they've never talked they don't, yeah. yeah so I was like okay so and that's been like my past couple months of training with them and doing all that but I'll tell you like when I played 3 grade 12 when I played in Loops, one of the Kamloops bigger tournaments man the place was like erupting like with like like it was definitely like two zones and then I'll get lost I'll get lost when it's super loud yeah I'll get lost because it's just like like my ears like I, I can't pick up one sound I'm trying to look for one sound one voice to like so I can make eye contact with them yeah and it's like that today like but when I was with them it was free flow
2: hmm.
1: everything was visual everything was eye contact yeah but to say hey someone's coming behind you ball 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 yeah yeah it's super weird I remember I remember like so we got a game video of us and I was clapping for the ball and I'm like started laughing at myself in the video I'm like oh it's right Three of the four guys can, can't hear me.
0: Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to use almost um, nonverbal communication a lot more. Because yeah, you can't you can't say hey, hey, yeah here or there's a pick coming there because I know for me when I play ball I'm very vocal. Like, mm-hmm. I'm super vocal. I'm like pick on the right and I'm yelling at guys like all the time and I, I'm, I'm telling people where to go and like I'm super in it verbally. Yeah, but with that a tournament like that you have to be so nonverbal. so how does that work like what do you what are certain things that you um, would do in, a, in, a, in games like that
1: so like maybe stuff
0: that wouldn't be like a, a normal person wouldn't
1: I so I I came in as a very normal person to like a lot of these guys oh yeah. he can talk he can, you know he uses his mouth yeah yeah but that doesn't work because yeah. we can't communicate they know they know sign language yeah I'm picking up as I go so that's like a difficult, it's just like a change. It's weird, it's like learning English all over again. Yeah. But we understand body language. Grew up, if I sat in the back of the class, thousands of noises, teacher trying to get something back. Okay, he's gesturing to that, that's gotta be important. Okay, cool, write that down. So then I picked that up and now everything's by eyes. Or the simple point, jersey drags. I've never gotten someone literally this weekend told me there was a pick comment. grab my jersey, pushed me and pulled me to fight over the pick So I didn't see it coming yeah yeah so just as they were setting it it was like boom and pull and I was like okay there's that means there's a pick coming okay and it's new to me so yeah
0: interesting very very interesting
1: it's definitely it's been a struggle though because because sometimes I can't like I'm like hey if you come up to the high post it's free it's right easy money but me saying this and doing this doesn't always translate to that. Yeah. Because they're like, "Oh, what are you saying, Troy?" And I'm like, "Oh, that's right. I don't know ASL. I gotta yeah. learn this." So yeah. it's been a struggle. Where when me and you play basketball, it's like, "Hey, high pick coming. Just go over there. Stay over there. ISO, ISO." Yeah. So it's been it's been a challenge, but I've been loving it though, because it's mm-hmm. brought no brought in, brought in the best part of me out almost. Yeah. A side that I was wasn't able to express, where people just didn't understand why I was doing it.
0: Yeah and you're taking ball pretty seriously now like you went like i know after high school you went and played at olds yep you killed it there just one um, quick season
1: yeah you know i did in 10 class I was there to play basketball so yeah. and then so we can go off of that so i yeah. so talked for that i did wildfire so i did forest fires for i think three four five years and then had a kid so i was kind of nervous that i didn't want to be out of her life I wanted a schedule because with wildfire there wasn't much, so I was like, "Well, okay, cool. Like maybe, maybe I'll get like a big boy job." So I became a tree surgeon or an arborist. Depends on what you want to call him. Yeah. So I was able to see my kid. I was playing a lot of basketball. I mean, like it was, it was on. Yeah. So I was kind of getting back to that place where I'm almost where I was, I was almost better than I was in old. Well then, okay, cool. So. Didn't have the resources to play basketball at that time. So my money was getting tight. All of a sudden, I was like, dang, man, okay, cool. Like, I'll just slow down basketball. And it like, it hurt. It hurt because it was just like, man, like, one one thing that I loved, I loved so much has gotten me since I was like 13 to now to get through my life. Yeah. It's always been consistent. Just, just yeah. me dribbling basketball. As you know, me sneaking into the service when I didn't have any money, stealing yeah. wristbands. Yeah, I remember those
0: days,
1: man. So, like, that was, like, it was gut wrenching, but I wanted to be a dad. Yeah. So I'd off to play basketball for even one whole year. Mm. It pissed me off. Yeah. So I'd like go to the gym. Yeah. And I didn't play too much, but I was 200 pounds. I was getting fat, to be yeah. honest with you. I wasn't. You getting... focus
0: on being more of a dad. Yeah. You focus on family
1: life. Yeah. Is, so yeah. it's awesome. If those guys can do it, man. I don't know how those those guys can be dad dedicated to their yeah. family stuff and not want to work out, not want to do stuff. But that's never been me. Yeah, and I'm not saying I'm not I'm not the best dad and stuff, but that's who I wanted to be. So I picked up writing. Writing filled the void for about three, four months, and I was like itching. So then I would I would literally like tell my wife like Hey, like I'm gonna leave you with the dog and kid. I'm gonna go shoot hoops at the local school. Yeah. So I started doing that. Then we ended up moving back here. Played one year spring league. Played div two, a little higher. I averaged like 16 points and something else. Like I was I was still doing the damn thing, but I didn't work. I wasn't working out. Mm-hmm. in fact I like was like getting fat Yeah. so I knew playing basketball without a reason wasn't really for me at that time Yeah. so I was kind of like okay cool Like, so this time I, I finally adjusted to like having my hearing aids in every now and then because I still take them out when I like work and stuff so that happened and the transition was I was like what am I going to do so I emailed the school of the deaf here and said hey like if there's kids that want to basketball like I'd love to help out sure Okay, cool a couple emails later kind of lose touch I'm like okay whatever like maybe when school picks up so yeah. we end up going on a family holiday to Texas this time me and my wife talking like hey I'm not going to play this play this season she's like okay cool awesome yay more time with dad yeah Yeah, you can babysit more well I was like okay I'm going to do more research learn about debt basketball and stuff well, all of a sudden there's I see a thing on the internet try out Okay. weird mm. all deaf and hard of hearing athletes welcome okay so i emailed the coach so we start talking back and forth and he sees me he wants my audiogram so i send him my an audiogram and i'm like kind of waiting like patiently like come on come on come on like what do you say Troy? everything's good to go come oh. so yeah so so i was like okay cool it's here in edmonton and like this is a brand new world to me i was like never associated with people that are deaf hard of hearing nothing yeah because growing across canada being in a military family and stuff so that was like huge i was like oh man like what am i gonna do like yeah like i'm nervous first time that i've been nervous since like high school tryouts
2: yeah
1: walk in there just balls balls bouncing you take 60 basketballs and you just bounce them
2: Yeah.
1: no one really talking yeah everyone's kind of looking at you because you're not part of the community yeah they've never seen you before and right. i i didn't play the canada games i didn't play it at a couple of the other events or anything so yeah. all these guys have been in the program since they're teenagers yeah so they all know each other so me walking in i look like like i might as well have been wearing a pink uniform and dyed my hair green because <laughs> everyone was just like okay yeah all right like who's this guy
2: yeah
1: so and they're all signing and stuff so i felt a little left out alienated Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm proving everyone I'm making this damn team. So, me and another guy, coach goes, yeah, can you guys run a pick and roll? So, we run a pick and roll and a give and go. Two man dunk, boom, in front of everybody, just to make that statement. But the thing about that statement was, you know, people like get hyped when you do something crazy? It was quiet. But these these young kids and the young men, they have smiles from ear to ear, like, ooh. And I was like, Oh, this is a weird feeling. This is new to me. Yeah. So then, like, I got to know some of the guys. And, yeah, so I made the team. I made Team Canada Deaf and Hard Hearing. Wow, well, now I'm an athlete now. Yeah. Okay, well, now yeah. start training. Yeah. So then I train. Train basically from October to January to go to Toronto. First training camp. I meet the other team members. Man, they're some of the best basketball players I've ever met like someone like the best guys i've ever like seen the game played and it's crazy because they can't hear you but they understand what's going on before it happens because mm. they're so tied in and visual yeah that everything is step one to step b is so flawless yeah and then so like so like and so we take away a month uh i got kind of got hurt pulled a the muscle then on infection so i was on antibiotics last two weeks so I was just like, okay, I kind of pulled a little bit of the dad bod, went to, like, Montreal, I mean, back to Toronto, played in the design voice, man. It was a cool experience, one of the best experiences I've ever had, because it was, it was quiet, man. It was yeah. it was cool, like, and the games weren't supposed to be competitive, they are all fun, but they turned out to be more competitive. I got to see the U21 team play, like, there's some, some really good talent there. Yeah. It's just, you know, they, they need more resources for coaches and stuff. Yeah. And then I played against, like, an uh, older, like, Toronto men's team. Yeah. Man, they're a bunch of fun guys, like, laughing and making fun of us. And, like, unfortunately, I can't understand when they sign. I can pick up things here and there. Yeah. But you can tell they're just they' just we're having fun. Mm-hmm. And then I played team – because we did team split-ups. So we played Team Canada. White was Team Canada Red. One of the funnest, roughest basketball games I've ever played in. No way. think like, it was crazy. Like, I've – College, like it's probably my one of my top three games. Yeah. So,
0: so what was that moment like when you made you know Team Canada for, for for this team? Like, what was that when you when you walked in the gym, you were nervous and you wanted to prove something because nobody knew who you were. You weren't part of the community. You're kind of in this blurred line. So making Team Canada is is a huge deal, right? And and what and after that, what was the what was the regiment like after?
1: So the first feeling, I was like, oh crap. Yeah. Now the training begins. Like, like I remember, my family was upstairs in the school, like watching me play. I had a pretty good, pretty good showing in our scrimmages. And I was just like, okay, all right. We went to Boston Pizza. I was like excited, and happy, and but I realized that I was like, okay, starting tomorrow, I'm gonna have to go to the gym. Okay, like all right, like we can do this. So my bedroom was. I was still working out of town, doing ten and fours for the tree company, and I was like. All right, see what we can do here. So I work, go to the gym for like two hours, like workout, run, workout, run. That's all I did. Played a little basketball here, but I realized I wasn't getting enough basketball in And I miss my kid. I miss my family. I miss, was just missing being around everyone.
2: Yeah.
1: So I was like, all right, cool. I quit. I'll get a new job. So I'm going to get a job here at the uh, Empton airport. Totally uplift my life just so I could have a better regimen.
2: Yeah
1: that was the scariest thing I've ever done in my life I'm not gonna lie like like I'm Troy like I'm Timber Tree Troy that was like my longest name on Instagram chainsaws cutting trees down loved it but to do something that was bigger than me that was more important mm. and that was scary and then also it was like okay so me and my shooting coach 6.30 Monday, Tuesday okay cool go play ball by myself maybe play a little bit of pickup or just shoot around twice a week but I, in between that I'm working out five to six days a week yeah running, lifting, mm-hmm. doing skipping. You name it, I'm doing it. Yeah. So it's, it's weird because... And also, we don't... I don't get sponsorships or anything like that. So it's a strange... It's strange to me that, like, people look at me as, oh, Team Canada athlete, like, yay, like you made it. Hey, man, like, you mind like mind donating, do- donating to us or, like, you know, helping us out? Mm-hmm. No.
0: So they don't really, like, how does... I guess... I know we were talking about it before, but how does the... There's probably not that much budget that they give towards special, I guess, I, the teams. Like, I don't know. You tell me. Like, so, how, how does the budgeting work? How much? How much? How much do you guys need to actually have a proper, you know, training camp and season and and, and tournaments and all these things like that? So, and, and what do you get?
1: So, I. The way I look at it is like the Special Olympics and Invictus Games and all that, they get like Paralympics, they get like a bigger budget. Like they're on TV and stuff where like a lot of deaf athletes aren't that I've witnessed. Like maybe someone else has, but I've yet to see, have our own games on TV and stuff, which kind of bothers me a little bit. Because even if I wasn't part of the community, I'd be like, okay, I made the team. Like why why can't I, why can't I, my showcase be on TV? Yeah. Versus why is
0: that though? Why is why is it why is that?
1: That's a good question because I don't know the answer. I'm trying to figure out that answer yeah. by doing my own thing.
0: Cuz that's a big thing. Like special Olympics is huge. Yeah. You know like uh there's there's so many different categories and and people celebrate these athletes, these wonderful athletes that are yeah. super gifted.
1: And I'm like and I'm all for it. Yeah. I'm all for it, but then like how come we can't get extra training and how come we don't have I shouldn't say like a shoe contract yet as a whole, but why don't we have that? Yeah. Why aren't we sponsored by Nike, Adidas, or like some small company? So and that like kind of really bothered me. Mm. Like I'm like man, like I just want to help these guys out. Like, like I was like, okay, I'll, if I never make the team, in the deaf mix is coming up in a few years, so I don't know if I'm gonna be qualified because my hearing's not not as not as severe as it should say needs to be. That's a that's a really bad thing to say, I guess. But it's just like, but I can. I can go around the world and travel to all these other in-country tournaments that allow hard-of-hearing athletes. So it's one thing that I'm like struggling with is this whole like, how do we get these guys to get to the next level? Yeah. As you guys would say, elevate to the second floor. Absolutely. So how do we elevate there with, but a lot of these, like, there's not a lot of money either. Yeah. So it's just one thing I've been struggling with Mm. internally because I'm a, I'm a a shoe geek. I'm going to tell you, I've got like probably nine pairs Mm. and I'm like, man, like. Like, how come we can't give the spotlight to, like, some of these other deaf athletes? Just not basketball, but swimming, badminton, and, like, all this other stuff. Yeah. So it's just one of those gray areas, I guess I would say, that Mm -hmm. I don't know enough about and I want to learn more because I want to give the spotlight to these people.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I I feel like you want to do that. Like, I feel like basketball is giving you that route where... Not only are you doing what you love, but now you're able to look beyond yourself and see, like, what can I do for the community?
1: Yeah, so, like, growing up, like, playing basketball, like, I wasn't, I wasn't part of the class that got recruited, like, right away. Yeah. As you know, the, like, my class was... A- Pretty stat class guys, I could probably name five of my hands. Shout out to all those guys. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Like, I remember playing against them when I was in an Olds and they were all at Nate, and I was just like, okay, hey, there's five of you guys who I played at service against. Yeah. You guys all went to Paul Kane.
0: That was a legendary time, man. Yeah, like, all those guys were so good.
1: But I wasn't a part of that. Like, I would schools interested in me. Yeah. But none of them being like, hey, just come, we got to spot on your team. You know, you're going to have to work for your spot on the team. Mm-hmm. So I did. Yeah. So then after that, I was just like, I was playing for myself. I didn't care who you were. I was a big man on campus. I was coming after you on your spot on your team. Now it's totally different. Now I don't care if I score two points. I just want to win. I want to win because, you know, as you know, in April we're headed to the American Championships. And all I want to do is win. So, you know, like, I want to win for myself. I want it for my, my dad. I want to win for my wife. I want to win for my kid. but More importantly, I want to win for those guys. Mm-hmm. And be like, hey... Like, hey, over you know, Gazette, we won. Yeah. Where's my piece in the paper? Yeah. Let me expose myself for this wonderful group of guys. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy, and it's just like it. I don't know how to say it properly, but the whole process of this thing's been like chaos for me almost. Yeah. Because I don't. I know I got to train for tomorrow, and I hope those guys are training too, and I hope someone's training harder than me. Mm-hmm but it's just like it's been a whirlwind of emotions lately for me
0: yeah and where do you i guess going into that like um how has the balance been been like you know being being a father you know raising a family and also you know pursuing the passion of basketball because i know i for a very long time was pursuing this this obsession with basketball and you know that i was always in service every single day i was i was like overtraining myself all I was thinking about was trying to get to that next level with ball Mm -hmm. and then I had to really sit down and come to come to terms with where I was trying to head and it wasn't sustainable for me and I had to make that hard cut in my life kind of cut the mistress off yeah 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 yeah. some people would say because I I loved it I love ball so much just like (laughs) you So, with you, how has it been like going through your journey and balancing all these different aspects of life and mishmashing it with ball?
1: So, like, I've been I've been lucky enough, like like my team, like whether it's my family and a couple friends, have been like super supportive of of me in this journey. Yeah. So I have always had that to fall back on. My family is a big thing. Whether it's my wife, kid, mom, dad, my sisters. I have a, like I have a huge I have a huge like that's like great. safety net for me to yeah. fall back onto. So that was that's like that and like they, they let me do this, which is kind of weird because it's like I eh, like basketball man, like come on, like grow up, Troy. And I'm like I'm like no, like I don't really want to grow up. So the balance have been it's been easy but hard.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not shooting hoops at seven o'clock with most of my with most of the guys my age, or I'm not playing men's league like most most of the guys my age are playing basketball. Yeah, I'm waking up at five six thirty in the morning to shoot for an hour, I run home, grab my kid, and we're going right to Good Life because Good Life has babysitting or daycare. I'm there, so I'm so that balance has been unique in a way. Mm-hmm. So and it's been really nice that uh, like like the people that are super close to me. Mm-hmm have let me go to work out, have let me go on to put my jump shots up. And it's kind of a weird balance because some days, like, I'm like, I got to rest. Why do you need to rest? I always ask myself that, like, why do you need to rest? Because I used to, uh, in a summer camp, we used to have a thing on top of your roof. It says, you know, train while your opponents are sleeping. And that, like, has, like, stuck with me. I'm like, man, if that guy's running, I should be running. Because mm. I don't really know where my end goal of basketball is going to be, whether it's hey, this is going to just just one year and then you're going to do something else. Or you're going to do five years here and you're going to become a coach. Because ultimately, as any basketball player, we want to turn pro. And I'm going to say, I'm going to turn pro or right, even if I want to. It's just, just that's the end goal. That's always going to be the end goal of an athlete. It's just gets in the next level. It's so trying to balance work, life, having a kid, trying to be, trying to be Troy. It's definitely been the hardest thing for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But, it's been a good good balance because I've like you know my dad's like hey like let's go to the gym let's go to the gym and work out some days I don't want to work out yeah but you got it yeah or you know my wife my wife knows hey at 6am this morning you gotta go to basketball she'll wake me up she'll wake me up some days I'll be in a deep sleep I won't hear my alarm she'll be like I thought you had to go to basketball and I'll be like yeah yeah I should I should yeah but even though and then I'm a trainer where are you Mm. I'm five minutes late man okay cool we're gonna make you do sprints so, like, I've had a good support system, and I'm very lucky that my, like, even my friends, I can, like, text them, like, how's basketball going? It's usually one of the first three or four questions they ask, how's basketball going? Mm. And it's going good. I'm tired. Yeah. So, like, the one feeling that people don't understand, whether they're in school or working, you're always going to be tired. It's what you're going to do while you're tired that, like, is the most important stuff. Mm-hmm. If you want to be successful, you're going to be tired. You're going to be sore. You're going to be sick. You're going to want to struggle you're going to want to be like I quit it's so easy to quit and that's one thing when I was young I was very I was able to quit it was easy to quit alright whatever we'll do it tomorrow but now it's like okay if you don't do this you're not going to do this tomorrow if you don't do this you're not going to do this two weeks from now if you don't do this you don't do that so that whole like and i am been like kicking myself in the mouth some mornings when I'm like I don't want to get up I don't want it. really why not get up I don't want like to get up yeah. five more minutes five more minutes
2: yeah
1: well then yeah and, like, that whole, like, the whole, like, you're okay with life is definitely not okay with me anymore. Yeah. I like feel uncomfortable. That's one thing I love. And I love just, like, that life hitting you in the mouth. I'll, yeah. just, I'll be honest with you. I don't mind it. Because mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it means I'm still here. Let's rock and roll. Let's get ready to, let's get going.
0: That's amazing, bro. Yeah, no, I feel exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it's, it gets tough sometimes. But having that support system, I think, is huge. Having those people around you that are... You know, those little things like getting those that text from your trainer, getting that text from a friend saying, how's ball going? Getting that, you know, that little nudge from your wife, you know, saying, hey, I thought you had ball. Yeah. Those little things are are, are huge.
1: Yeah, right? like not only yeah. they're huge, the reminders are like, wow, you're doing it.
0: Exactly, your purpose.
1: And so that was like, it's like, hey, like I may never make a dollar from this, but I might change someone else's life. Or I might get them a little bit of attention that like, hey, like my trainer... It's like, dude, I want to help out more. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's figure something out. Yeah. So, you know, it's just like by someone asking them, if you're how, how's it going? It's like a huge game changer, I find. Because yeah. it reminds me, okay, cool. Like, my friend's got my back. Yeah. But I got to have his back by showing them I can't do this. Mm-hmm. So, it's been, again, another whirlwind of emotions because I don't know how to repay them when they're like, yeah, keep going, man. Yeah like thanks mm-hmm. like it's so hard because you don't know what to say Absolutely, yeah. so I'm like okay how can I so, so I want to win so I want to do a lot of the community and I want to win games and I want to because I want to get back to those people I owe it to
0: yeah and I, I wanted to get into that just a little bit on the kind of the final note is you know elevating obviously your yourself as an athlete but then elevating the community as well so how is, you know, where, what kind of impact do you want to leave on the the basketball community or the community in general, but then also as an athlete?
1: So that's something I've been really struggling with, honestly. Mm-hmm. As a basketball player, yeah, I'm pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. I can help all most people. Yeah. But I want to do something more than that. I want to bring attention. I want to bring sponsorship, I want to let these, like, people know, hey, you can still play basketball for a living and be deaf. I want to be able to bring like, hey, yo, this kid can ball, man. Like, you got to come scout this kid out. I want to just do all this stuff, but unfortunately, I don't have the resources for that as I'm learning. So leaving an impact, even just a small one can change the biggest persons and the biggest differences in people's lives, right? So it's one thing I've been trying to do a lot more of is just like, you know, I am on this month, I may made it go, I'm going to take 20 minutes, I'm going to learn sign language. Whether it's, you know, T R O Y, you know, that's my name, but I'm still learning. Mm. I'm trying to read more. Mm. I'm trying to give people the experience of things I didn't have. You know, like coaching, friends, the motivation, the whole like reading. Because a lot of it I did on my own. So to having that goal there, to making a difference in your life or his life or their life is I'm okay with that. Like just a little bit of difference. That's all I want in my life. Mm. Because it's gonna to lead to maybe better things in your life. Or you might just say, you know screw your advice, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do my own thing. Cool. I wanna let you know, man, I'm right here. Yeah. Like I see you, you see me. Yeah. So that's basically the main thing. Yeah. And then as I guess as a person who's like do I have a hard of hearing, I just want people to know that, hey, just because I can take these out, mm-hmm. my life becomes very dull. But I can still talk to you. Yeah. You can still know me as Troy. You don't have to see me as a person with a disability mm. or a person that's deaf. I just want to like, like again, I just want to be treated like a normal human being. Yeah. Because most of the time I wear a hat, hides everything. Some people when I like take it off and I like will be eating because there's a whole bunch of noise just like bothers me. I just like have to take it out because the sound is just so nitpicky and like it amps everything up to like to what it's supposed to be. And I'm like, all right, this is hurting. Most people are like, look at me because I have a little napkin out and um, then I'm trying to like, they're like, is he deaf mm. it's like no motherfucker I can hear you yeah so it's just that's all I really wanted to do is just spread awareness and create impact even if it's a small one like that's the main thing mm-hmm. so I'm that's just I've seen guys post stuff on Instagram now of on my team they're grinding yeah I, I don't know if it's because of me or because of someone else but I was like alright okay cool yeah. alright you're locked and loaded I gotta be better I gotta be ready tomorrow mm-hmm. cause also it's business too right Mm-hmm. As you know, someone the next guy's gonna take your spot. Mm-hmm. So by me saying that is like, okay, I gotta make myself better. Yeah. But I'm gonna make I wanna make you even way better than me. Yeah. Cause I'm almost thirty. Yeah. My time's almost done as a basketball player at that level. I, mean, I want to play. I want to keep playing at a high level. So, but I want those the young guys to be ready to take my spot on the team. Mm-hmm. Because you never know I might blow an ACL, get hurt, might have a second kid, and be like, hey, I can't commit. Mm. so i want them to be ready so yeah. just leaving those little memories impacts awareness is a big thing for me right now
0: mm. that's amazing man
1: hey man it's a it's a journey so
0: yeah mm-hmm. well, that's awesome well troy um thank you for being on the second floor no oh, thank I really you appreciate it um i think we we all got to learn something today anyone who's listening i think they learned learned a lot today uh where can people find you
1: mainly just through my instagram man it's troy loading as i took it from uh deandre russell because i feel like i'm just starting to load up right now yeah so that's mainly where you want to hit me up there yeah mainly yeah it's just mostly instagram mm-hmm. just hit me on facebook just troy meyer yeah and you just find me somehow sweet yeah all right
0: awesome man well thanks again for coming on no thank you man, nice you, man.
1: yeah